everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. There's nothing like a Rolls Royce. Even if you only drive it a couple of feet, there's nothing like a Rolls Royce. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Am I the only one, but you know, whenever I see Rolls, I normally will try to steal a glance and look very, very carefully to see if I can identify who is driving the Rolls. Am I the only one? If I'm with Lisa, Lisa, who's in that car? We think maybe a celebrity, an athlete, actor, actress, some mogul, a Rolls Royce. Thing about the Rolls that is uh, intriguing to me is that Rolls Royce, they really don't spend a lot of money advertising. You know, a Rolls is a Rolls. It pretty much speaks for itself. That's a Rolls Royce. I mean, that's, that's the car, the dream car of so, so many. I read a couple of days ago where one of the top Rolls Royces of 2010 had a recall. Are you ready for that? A recall notification because one of the parts of the Rolls was defective. And that happens a lot in the car business, even with high-end cars like this. Recalls, something's not working right, and if someone receives a recall notification, what do you do? You take it back to the dealership, you get the part fixed, the defective part taken care of, and then you're on your merry way. You'd be crazy. I mean, you, you wouldn't be that intelligent if you drove with a defective part because you could injure yourself, and also, you could injure others. Today, as I start this series on relationships and passion and marriage, I want to talk to you about some defective dating habits that a lot of people have. I want to give you a recall notification, so to speak, because scores of us are defective daters. We make these ridiculous decisions about the person ultimately we're going to marry. Think about this. Dating is about marriage. Marriage is about dating. Dating is what you do and don't do before you say, I do, and that greatly impacts what you do and don't do after you say, I do. This series is for every single person. You might be going, well, Ed, hey, I've been married for 28 years. I've been, you know, doing this whole relationship thing for a long, long time. This is for me? Yes. Hey, parents, one of your top responsibilities is to teach and train your kids to do what? To become experts at spouse selection. Furthermore, those here, junior high students, high school students, single adults, those here who are just coming off of a divorce, those here in the throes of a toxic relationship, this series is tailor-made for you. Because in the maze of 
all of the websites and the glassy-eyed relational gurus and amidst all the articles and GQ or Cosmopolitan or Glamour, the Bible comes out and the Bible keeps it real. I mean, real, specific and prolific and detailed, yet profound. It's time that we do it God's way because God wants us to hook up with the right person. However, it does not take a relational rocket scientist to figure out that things aren't working very well. What is it? 50%, half of all marriages end up as relational wreckage. Half of all first-time marriages. 67% of second-time marriages need to be carried off to the heap. 74% of third-time marriages are wheels off. They're hydroplaning. They don't work. So we're not, we're not doing this spouse selection thing right. I mean, we're not doing this dating thing right. There's some mess-ups, there's some mistakes, there's some blunders, there's some defective dating going on. So today I want to kind of get up in your grill. I want to I allow God's Word to, to come into our lives because I've got, some, I've got some great news. All of us, did you hear me? I'll say it again. All of us, all of us are a Rolls Royce. You might think you're a 1967 Delta 88. No, 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 no. You're Rolls. You're Rolls Royce. Isn't that great? Because you're made in the image of God. You want to talk about the awesome assembly line. The Bible says you were formed by God himself. And God knows your name. He gifted you while in your mother's womb. I mean, it's that kind of technology, that kind of craftsmanship. So you're a Rolls. So, so look to your left and right and say, hey, you're a Rolls. Just say that. It's good. It's good. It's freeing. It's freeing. That's right. You're a Rolls. I'm a Rolls. However, I would argue that a lot of us are not using the roles as it's supposed to be used by virtue of the stats I just gave you, by virtue of the, the wheels off relationships, the relationships that are hydroplaning, the relationships that are in the junkyard, the relationships that are wreckage, we're not doing it right. Here we are, we're a roles, but we're not doing it right. So let's start from the beginning and let's talk about some defective dating habits, some dumb habits that a lot of us are involved in. Maybe you're talking to someone right now. Maybe you're dating someone right now. Maybe someone has caught your eye. Maybe just maybe you're a parent and you have a little one. Maybe you're a grandparent, an uncle, an aunt, whatever. This is all for you. RPMs, relationship, passion, and marriage. God invented it all. Let's hear what God says about it. The first effective dating habit, the first one. What did I say earlier? You see a rose, 
what do you do? You, 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 I wonder who's driving it. I wonder who's driving the rolls. Defective daters fail to look behind the wheel. They fail to look behind the wheel. What am I saying? I'm saying that if you are driving your rolls, you're ill-equipped to drive it. You're not gifted to drive it. You're not gifted to take this car where it needs to go. So defective daters, they look at everything else, but they don't look and see who's driving the car. Who's driving the car of your life? Who's driving the car of the person's life, maybe that you're married to or that you're dating? I'll read to you the most unpopular scripture verse in the world to people who are dating. And these keys are so heavy, they weigh about two pounds. Look at the keys. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Now for years, I thought that was talking about eggs. It's not. <laughs> for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Defective daters fail to see who's driving the car. God comes along and God says, I only want you to talk, to date, to hook up, to connect, to ultimately marry. I only want you to marry those who are followers of Christ. In other words, if you're a wise dater, you're gonna look and you're gonna see who is driving the car. Because someone who is a follower of Christ has given the keys to Jesus. They've opened the door. Jesus, you come in, you drive. They've shut the door and they've gone shotgun, right? And they've sat in the passenger seat. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, we don't work or we're not involved in the process, but it means Jesus ultimately is calling the shots. Have you had the talk with the person that you are attracted to? Have you? Do they have a story? You gotta go for the ask. Are you a Christ follower? Are you a follower of Christ? Even if you have to ask the question, there's probably some doubt in your mind. If you have to ask the question, there's a good chance the person is not. Because remember, Rolls Royces don't have to advertise. But let's just, let's just say you ask the question. Let me, let me pick on the ladies for a second. Ladies, let's say you ask this guy the question. Have you transferred the keys to Christ? Here's what they'll say to you. <laughs> Baby, I've always been a Christian. That's impossible. I understand that you know, people are born in Christian homes. I was too. However, it's a personal decision that you have to make. There has to be a time, the Bible says, of your salvation, a time where you gave the keys to Jesus and opened the door and, and said, Jesus, you know what? <laughs> I'm doing a terrible job of driving myself, man. I, I've gotten in wrecks and, and I've bounced off this guardrail and I've been hydroplaning and, and I can't do it. I'm, I'm not equipped to do it. Here's the keys you drive. 
I've always been a Christian. Here's another one. I believe in God. Hey, I believe in God. The Bible says the devil and all the demons believe in God so much they shake. That's more than a lot of Christians I know do. When I was 12, I was confirmed. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you were confirmed. It's great you went through this class and all that. Have you, though, given the keys of your life to Jesus? Is he driving? Here's another answer the guys will give you, ladies. I'm a spiritual person. I'm just spiritual. Really? Everybody's spiritual. Everything is spiritual. Okay. Here's another one. I attend fellowship. <laughs> wow. It's like me saying, well, I walked into a Rolls Royce dealership, and I guess I'm a Rolls. It just makes me a Rolls. No, 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 no. Ladies, guys will even wear a clerical collar. They'll do anything. Bark like a dog, do the Jericho march, stand up and holler, preach sermons just to be with you. So, 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 so remember, do they have a story? Do they have a story? Not only is a story is important, how about the book of Galatians? Galatians chapter five, verse 22 and 23. Do they produce fruit? Where's the fruit? Nine pieces of fruit that a true Christ follower is going to produce. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's the first one. Do they love God and others? Joy. That's the inner tranquility of the soul. We need some outrageous and contagious joy. I thought I'd plug my book. See, I have a book, Outrageous Contagious Joy. Pick it up here at Barnes & Noble. Thank you. <laughs> Peace. I don't mean an absence of conflict. Do they have the ministry of reconciliation? In other words, when there's a relational sticking point, a problem, do they initiate and make the relationship right? So you got love, joy, peace. Number four, patience. Are they patient? Number five, kindness. Do they have the kindness of the Lord? How about goodness? That's morality, that's purity. Faithfulness, commitment. Have they pledged themselves to a position no matter what the cost? Gentleness and self-control. I like self-control. That's delayed gratification. They understand that God says, do it, but don't do it until you say, I do. If this person will hop in the sack with you prior to marriage, what makes you think they're not going to hop in the sack with someone else once you get married? If they can't control this desire prior to saying, I do, what makes you think they're going to control it after they say, I do? Love, one. Joy, two. Peace, three. Patience, four. Kindness, five. Goodness, six. Faithfulness, seven. Gentleness, eight. And self-control, nine. I'm all for e-harmony and 
Match.com and I know the one in six marriages meet online and all that is incredible, rah, 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 awesome, awesome, awesome. But this is the skinny on the gimme. This is the 411 before we have to call 911. This is it. This is what it's all about. Because God is the one who invented it all. But there's something else. Okay, yeah, you got a story. You better check the fruit, do a fruit inspection. But watch this. Anybody who's a true follower of Christ Anybody who has a story and who exhibits fruit is an umbrella fella. I'm talking about authority issues. I would argue and submit to you that authority issues has got to be one of the major causes of divorce. You never hear it talked about. Dr. Phil ain't gonna talk about it. Oprah's not gonna talk about it. You're not gonna read about it in, in one of your magazines or self-help books, or it's not gonna be on one of the famous websites. Authority issues. What am I talking about? God's a God of authority. So if we get under those things God has put over us, God will put us over those things that we should have under us, beneath us. And most people never get to that point. So I've got to get under what's over me so I can get over what's under me. Guys, men, God has given you the leadership in the relationship. Did you hear me? Men and women are equal. There's no doubt about that. I would probably argue that women are superior. However, guys, we have been given the responsibility. We're the ones who should carry the umbrella. And the Lady Fitch is right there with us. We're about leading and protecting and nurturing and being men. Ladies, as you look at this guy, is he under the authority of God? Or does he always have these authority issues? Well, my boss, my mom, my dad, that person. How does he act in a restaurant? How does he act with people that God's placed over him in his life. How ridiculous do I look if it's raining outside and I'm like that. I'm being pelted by problems, hammered by hell, drenched in dysfunction. Ed, get under the umbrella. I gotta be an umbrella fella. An umbrella fella. Ladies, this guy that you're talking to, that you're dating, the guy you're married to, guys, husband's here. Are you an umbrella fella? If you wanna go up, get under. Get under authority issues. Now, a lot of guys freak about this. They just freak out and they they just, they just drop the umbrella. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. And they're commitment phobic. That's what I hear. Well, when a woman sees that umbrella lying there, what does she do? Oh, she'll just pick that thing up. Girl, I'm going to lead. I'll just lead in this relationship. That's what women will do. And in too many relationships, in too many relationships, with too many marriages, women are running the show. It's not supposed to be that way. God runs the show. 
We serve one another. The leadership responsibility has been bestowed upon the man. But guys, you better look at the women. Is this, is this girl who's so hot, is she the princess of the parasol? I'm telling you, it is unbelievable the amount of women that Lisa and I see and deal with and talk to who have these serious authority issues. Get under those things God has placed over you so you can get over those things God has placed beneath you. Authority issues. It's the, I would argue it's probably the number one cause of divorce. I really would, but no one's going to talk about it. Why? Because they don't have the 411. Only the Scripture has the 411. Authority. Here's something else, another one. Is this person involved in the church? Are they involved in the local body? Are they involved, to stay with the metaphor, in the car dealership? Are they? I'll never forget, a couple of years ago, Lisa and I were talking to a friend, and this lady was in her mid-40s and really, really, really wanted to get married. And at least I've met this guy. He's awesome. He's all that. Really, it's great. Tell me about it. Well, he has this company, and he's over here and there and yonder. And we said, well, is he a believer? Oh, yes, he's a believer. Well, well where is he involved? What, what church is he connected with? Um, I think... I, I'm, I'm not really sure. I said, so you're not sure, and you think this guy is all of that, and obviously he's not serving in the church. I said, that's a major, major dashboard warning. Make sure you have people who have a heart for the house. That'd be like me going, hey, I love surfing, but I hate the ocean. I love mountain biking, but I hate mountain bikes. I hate Colorado. I hate it. What? Turn to your neighbor and say, what? Doesn't make sense, does it? If I love the Lord, I am going to be committed to his house. I'll have a track record and I'll be involved. I know the young man that owns this car. This car only has a few miles on it. This car has a history. Does the person you're dating have a history? That's huge. Do they have a story? Where's the fruit? How about the umbrella? Are they involved in the church? You might be going, well, Ed, I want you to go back to that controversial verse, man. 2 Corinthians 6.14, is God being capricious or cruel? Is this spiritual apartheid? God telling me that I should only hook up with believers? God's not being capricious or cruel. God is being strategic and loving. You see the genius of God. Why would God insist on spiritual compatibility? And let me stop here for a second. You might be going, Ed, you might be in the back row of the balcony, Ed. You might be in one of our environments. You might be watching this by television. You might be in a bar somewhere watching this. You, you, you could be listening to this podcast as you're working out or whatever. You might be going, Ed, I'm the unbeliever. 
I'm the unbeliever, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy, I'm the girl. I'm not a follower of Christ. Once again, let me say this. This talk is for you because you can give the keys to Jesus. You can open the door of your Rolls Royce because you are a Rolls and let him drive. But you'll never discover the fact that you're a Rolls Royce until Jesus drives. Never. Never. So, so God is saving us pain and anxiety and trauma and drama by giving us 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Why? Does he insist on spiritual compatibility? I'm a why guy. Maybe you are too. Number one, God wants us to hit on all cylinders. I can tell just driving that rolls a few feet. It, it just feels like a yacht, man. It feels like just, it doesn't even feel like a car. God wants your relationship to hit on all cylinders. And the only relationship, the only human relationship that's analogous to God's relationship with his people is marriage. That's why this is so important. Because we're getting into a relationship, marriage, that reflects Christ's love toward you and me. So not only does God want us to hit on all cylinders, he also wants us to read the same owner's manual. Think about it, at least I've been married for 28 years, okay? What if I was reading the owner's manual of this Rolls Royce ghost, and what if she was reading the owner's manual of a Ford F-250? Wouldn't work, it wouldn't work. Can you imagine being married to someone where you could not share on the deepest level? Can you imagine being married to someone where you couldn't hit on all cylinders? emotionally and sexually and spiritually? Can you imagine reading different owner's manuals? Here's another one, another reason why God insists on this compatibility. God wants us to read and look at the same parent map. Again, if you hook up with someone who's not a believer, I don't care how rich, how hot, how cool, how sexy they are, if you hook up with someone like that, you get married. After you are intimate for a while, a lot of people crank out kids. You crank out kids, the challenge is the parental challenge. Are you operating off of the same GPS system? Because if you're unequally yoked, here's what's gonna happen. You'll be typing in one destination on your GPS when it revolves around parenting. Your spouse will be typing in another destination on their GPS system, and this person's going that way, that person's going another way, and you're trying to parent? <laughs> I can tell you we have four kids. That ain't gonna happen. One of the most incredible things we do as parents is we do what we teach and train our kids to love God and how to find the love of their lives, and then we teach them to leave. Parents stay, kids stay with me, leave. We've got to present, though, parents, a unified front. A unified front. I'm talking to single parents. Unified front. A unified front. I've got your back. That's what we would say. And if your kids try to play one against the other, which I hear they do now and then, you say, you know what? I got your mom's back. I got your dad's back. Let's huddle up, let's talk about it. And you might have to become a, a hip hop star and just say, 
I'm the parent, I'm legit. There's no use arguing, you might as well quit. You can roll your eyes and say it's not fair. You're telling God you really don't care, so do what I say all the time. Then your life will have serious rhyme on the dime. Yours and mine, peace of mind. All right, I gotta put the car in the garage now. I'm having so much fun. We're gonna continue this series, but I gotta give you one more. I've only talked about one defective dating habit. Defective daters fail to look and see who's behind the wheel. Here's the second one, and I'll spend more time on it next time. Defective daters are into the showroom mentality. The showroom mentality. What's the showroom mentality? Well, you just focus on a few features. Wow. <laughs> you focus on a few features. You miss, though, the totality of the car. And all of a sudden, you wake up and go, wow. I bought this Rolls Royce, and I just focused on a few features, and I missed the whole thing. And next time, I'm going to talk more and more about it. But this has been, hasn't it, a recall notification, a recall in every marriage here, every relationship here, every dating relationship and every dating opportunity here. Do it God's way. Give him the keys. Let him drive. Open the door of your life. You ride shotgun. Watch him produce that fruit from the inside out. Get under his authority. Get involved serving in the church. And I'm telling you, God will take our defects and he'll perfect them and restore them and remake them and we'll discover what it means to have a Rolls Royce relationship. Are you ready? Are you ready? We just, we just scratched the surface, man. I really believe, I really feel this is gonna be one of the most profound series we've ever done. We've been praying so much about it, thinking so much about it. Make sure to invite your friends next time because life is all about relationships and let's do it God's way. Let's pray together. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You know, I believe there's many here, many here who are not followers of Christ. You showed up and you're like, man, Ed, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm a believer. I don't really have a story. Well, here is the deal. With your heads bowed and eyes closed. Hear that key? Just give the key of your life right now to Jesus. Just say Jesus. Just see yourself. Just say Jesus. I've been trying to drive it my own way. I've been trying to do it my way. I've been trying to go fast. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. But... Lord, to be honest with you, it's not working. My life's a wreck. It's not really hitting on all cylinders. And here are the keys. 
Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose again to the best of my ability. And right now, Jesus, here are the keys. I open the door, close it. You drive, Lord. I'm just gonna walk around right now to the co-pilot seat and sit down. It's time to make that decision. I can't make it for you, but it's time for you to make that decision. We're talking about relationships, but it begins with this personal relationship with Christ. Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.